Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Senhor, eu vejo o mundo triste, atribulado pela There's a lioness coming at you and she's listening to Bible study. And the back room is in Africa somewhere. Uh, and uh, it looks like to me that I'm under a tree having a good time and preaching the Word. Amen? Good. Well, we've been talking about Hannah. And, of course, Samuel. Samuel is considered the altar of first, first uh, Samuel, Second Samuel. And, of course, uh, uh, First Kings, Second Kings. And so we, we look at Samuel as a very, very important person. He is the first, uh, by the way, before I say anything, he belonged, uh, Elkanah belonged to the order of the Kohatites. And as the families received work to do, the Kohatites were the ones who took care of the, of the uh, candlestick, uh, they took care of the ta- table of shoe bread, and they took care of, uh, of the altar of incense uh, in the ark. These holy pieces of parts of the, of the congregation's uh, worship place were dedicated and entrusted to uh, the Kohatites. So, Elkanah, the father of Samuel, was a Levite from the order of the Kohatites. I don't know if you see any connection there because we're talking about uh, a woman that uh, was barren, couldn't have a son, and, uh, and so she was embarrassed. We're talking about uh, other Elkanah's wife called Peninnah, had many children, but Hannah had no children. And so we came up to a place to where she went into the temple uh, uh, and began to pray, asking the Lord to help her. And, and, of course, the temple at that time, the ark was in Shiloh, in a tabernacle in Shiloh. And, of course, uh, uh, God answered her prayer when Eli, the priest, looked to her and simply said to her, Whatever you will be the God of Israel grant to you. And of course, uh, that was the beginning of Hannah's life with the Lord. She dedicated this child unto God. And she grew up and she was just very, very, uh, how do you say, uh, uh, committed to see the child move in power. And so let's go back to Scripture. Uh, let's begin with verse 15. Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I'm a woman of a sorrow spirit, and I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but I have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not your handmaid for a daughter of Belial, worthless, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace. Now that's the pronouncement of the priest without knowing he is saying. Most prophetic utterances, 
are not memorized or said it uh, uh, to a portion of time, meaning God never grants a prophetic word to be repeated in the same manner. And notice that the prophetic word has to do match the need of the person, not just to produce a a response to a good future, but to deal with the personal need. The personal need of Hannah was she needed a child. And of course, everybody around the area knew that, except Eli, the priest. So Eli says, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant you your petition that you have asked of him. Meaning, I don't know what you're asking. Uh, I thought you were drunk, but you're not. And so uh, he, here's what I give to you. So let's let's just look again to the the prophetic is not the same all the time. Second, the prophetic deals with the need of the person, and that has to be a deeper need in terms of who the person is. It could be a job, it could be a situation, it could be a family, it could be a. a, a, a a illness, it could be a sickness, okay? Now, <clears throat> and so as soon as that pronouncement occurred, it says, and she said, let your handmaid find grace in your sight. So the woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no more said. So she had a knowledge inside of her that something's up. Now notice she's not pregnant. She has not met her husband. Nothing has happened, but there's a posture of victory. And that's the product of a perfectly delivered prophetic statement. It changes the, the environment. It changes the heart of a person uh, completely. So the woman went to her way and did eat. In her countenance, no, no more said. So notice that the idea of eating means that she hadn't been eating a long time. But now she's eating. Simply means, thank you, Lord, for solving my problem. Thank you for blessing me. Thank you for telling me what I need to hear in Jesus' name. So, and they rose in the morning early and worshipped the Lord. Uh, who, who they are referring to here? They means uh, Elkanah. And Hannah. And returning came into their house in Ramah or Ramalia. And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife. Now it's kind of interesting that uh, what happened between a husband and a wife takes place at a specific time without Elkanah knowing exactly what's going on. Now you, you begin to realize that God operates this way. He is moving in the in the places that are covered. Nobody understands it. Nobody comprehends it. And he comes in and does exactly what the will of God is for that person without fanfare, announcement, or simply just uh, uh, emails or, or, or texts or, or whatever. You understand? And so what I'm saying to you is that God knew the heart of Elkanah. And I told you about this. He, he was a Kohatite. He took care of the Ark of the Covenant. 
in, in Shiloh, which you remember came out of the Philistines in the house of Abinadab. Remember, two cows brought in the ark to Abinadab in, in, in Shiloh. And, of course, the whole thing changed for Israel. So now, let's take a look. As soon as, as soon as, uh, 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 and came into their house to Ramah, and Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife. And the Lord remember her. Now, there are two pronouncements. Elkanah and Hannah got together, and the Lord remember her. It's a very important verse. It's, a, it's verse 19. And the Lord remembered her. A lot of women in Israel, uh, just under, the, uh, under the, uh, the Wailing Wall, there's a tunnel that goes all the way to the water supply. And we walk that tunnel. And, uh, and you hear the women praying as we walked in. They just stay there into a spot to where in 25 feet, it's where the Ark of the Covenant used to be inside of the sanctuary. Twenty-five feet. And it's a wall that is not covered by, uh, by uh, 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 cement. Everything is cemented, but not that 30, 20 feet by, by, by 20, 30 or 40 feet high place where the, the Ark of the Covenant used to be. And so, uh, the Lord remembered her. Now, wherefore, it came to pass, meaning... Time now elapsed. Wherefore it came to pass. It came to pass is the clock of the Old Testament and New Testament. Every time it came to pass shows up, it means the clock began to move forward. That's verse 20, chapter 1 of 1 Samuel. When the time was come, about after Hannah had conceived. So now you know that it took nine months. So the clock now is... is, is it's just saying nine months. Okay. She bore a son and called his name Samuel. Saying, I have asked him of the Lord. Now, Samuel, then the definition of Samuel, I have asked him of the Lord. In other words, I'm going to give this child to God. I want it so bad, but I want to give him for the service of the Lord. Uh, now, then, of course, let's take a look at Samuel. He, he is the, the last judge of Israel and the first prophet in the Bible. The first prophet. Of all those that are coming after him, he's the first prophet. And, uh, and, of course, he's the one who anointed David, which is a descendant of Christ. And the man Elkanah in all his house. Remember yesterday I told you that you read the verse and you back up and you read the beginning of the verse and then you read the middle of the verse and then you read the end of the, 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 the verse going forward. Okay? So let's take a look if this works. In the man Elkanah. In the man Elkanah. In all his house is the middle. Went to offer unto the Lord the yearly sacrifice in his vow. So notice that uh, the man icon, and now the, 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 what, what Samuel is writing here is that the responsibility, the spiritual responsibility of the whole family now, after he saw this boy, after nine months, Elkanah saw the boy, 
saw his name Samuel, a child that was already given unto the Lord for service. Okay? And all his house, meaning everything that belonged to him, every cattle, every... Now notice, notice that animals, an animal begin to come here because, because Hannah, after Samuel was weaned, means he, he just came out of the bottle. He, uh, she took three bullocks, three big old bulls. Imagine what it took to get three animals of that size and take it to Shiloh for sacrifice. And the man of Elkanah, beginning, middle, and all his house, went up to offer the Lord the yearly sacrifice. So you begin to see movement from one verse to the other. Okay? His vow shows that Elkanah had ratified Hannah's words by adding there to a thank you offering for himself. And so there's the family. Elkanah and, and of course, uh, 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 Hannah are together now. They're separated for service. They're happy with the child. They're waiting nine months for the child to be born. Then it took about three years to five years to have the child out of the, out of the bottle and, and be weaned. And now they're about to go and I'll bring him and he may appear before the Lord and there abide forever. Now, usually when you have a son that's good looking, and uh, an anointed son, you're not really happy to give him away, do you? Never see him again. But there's something about it. Today is about the heart of Hannah. And I'm going to read her prayer to you in a minute. But that's a woman of God, isn't it? That's a woman of God. He, she's simply saying, I will do what pleases the Lord. I will do what needs to be done to help the Lord and what, what He needs. And I don't care about myself. And that's a heart that's hard to find anywhere in the world today. It's very difficult because a person that de- decides to do that is completely giving their lives to the service of the Lord without asking any return. So, and when he had weaned him, she took him up with her to the tabernacle with three bullets and one effort of flour, a thanksgiving offering, and a bottle of wine. And brought him into the house of the Lord in Shiloh. And the child was young, perhaps close to five years old. So all the house of Elkanah, all the servants, all the slaves, all the food, all the, the children, Peninai and all her children also, is just an large entourage. Notice that she was laughed and ridiculed so much in her life. And suddenly there's no more ridicule anymore. Hannah now... Is in a state of serving the Lord. And she's going to get that through, so help me God. That, there's a definition about this woman. She put that entourage together to go into Shiloh from Ramalia. Now, if you go to Ramalia, and then you look where the Shiloh is, it's about 25 miles. And the, and the child being five years old need to be on top of an animal or walking. So you, you have, have an entourage of a large people going. And the focus, the eyes, the attention is on Hannah. Used to be petty now, but not anymore. And they killed a bullock and brought the child to Eli. I love this verse. They killed a bullock. Means, thank you, Lord, for doing what you promised to give me a child. And suddenly, five-year-old Samuel is given in the hand of Eli. Now, 
You know, Elias is, is, is not a, a, a very perfect man, especially about his two sons. But the, or the anointing, the power, the glory, the blessings is upon Hannah. Why? Because she obeyed the Lord. Because she was faithful to Him. She did not build herself up in the eyes of others. She humbly cried out before God, and God will have to exalt her at due time. But she was faithful. That's quite a woman. And she said, Oh, my Lord. Look at the verse 26. Oh, my Lord. As your soul lives, my Lord, I am the woman who stood by you here praying unto the Lord. In other words, do you remember me? I was here about, I'd say, uh, uh, nine months plus four years. So maybe six years ago, four, five, six years ago, do you remember me, Lord? Do you remember me? Now, that's a very important statement because she's simply saying, maybe he doesn't remember me. He's a powerful God. He's so great. And so it's not a question of her laughing at God. It's a question of her heart just simply bowing before the Lord. Okay? Now, that's the heart. I'm trying to get you to understand the heart of Hannah. She was quite a woman of God. And it says, For this child I prayed, and the Lord has given me my petition, which I ask of him. He, she is reminding God of what the Lord did six years ago. <laughs> you probably say, oh, Rick, well, that's not possible. Yes, it is. She just, she just don't think of herself as that important. She's a humble person. You know, Lord, do you remember I came here six years ago and, 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 and I, did, I was barren and suddenly you gave me a child and, uh, and, and, I, <laughs> and I took care of him and I told you, if you give it to me, I'll give it back to you and I'm here to do it. Now that's just the, the heart of a... Now imagine, I'm, I said it again, how can a, how can a wife... How can a mother give a child away that easy? You understand? How can a child give a baby that she bore for nine months and deliver the baby? How can it come that? It's not an easy thing to do. The heart of the mother is not really here. What is in here is the heart of her to the Lord. She's not complaining. She's not upset. She's not going to do her thing. She simply is going to do what is needs to be done. So, therefore, also I have lent him to the Lord. Now, the word lent here, it's, a, it's not a good translation. I don't know what you have. But it simply says, I have given him to the Lord. Okay? As long as he lives, he shall be given to the Lord. Now, that comes from Hannah. Now tell me this. Is that prophetic? You know, she just she just reminded God who she was. And she simply said, I will give this child. And she says, I have given him to the Lord as long as he lives. You don't remember you don't remember when Samuel died? Remember that Saul went to the witch of Andor and asked if he could talk to Samuel, remember? He lived a long time. Ninety, ninety-some years old, just a mighty man of God. Now, <clears throat> and he 
should be translated they. And they worshipped the Lord there. They who? The entourage. You're talking about painting hours on her knees. You're talking about all the servants of the house there on their knees. You're talking about all the, all the babies on their knees. And of course, uh, I think somebody mentioned to me yesterday that there were more children. You understand? More children. There were more children. Uh, I think it was uh, two boys and two girls, isn't it, that, that Hannah had after, after Samuel. So now look at this. In the, in, 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 in they worship the Lord there. Everybody in the family. Now, I have nine minutes to discuss then Hannah's prayer. Let me do it because it's, it's about, uh, it's chapter 2, 11 verses. And Hannah prayed. Hannah prayed in the spirit of prophecy. Now, the, the Chaldeans, which is a, a large intellectual astronomical, dealt with astronomy, dealt with the stars. Uh, they had influenced uh, uh, those that came to, from the east to find the baby Jesus. Uh, the Chaldeans were a, a group of people that are very psychologically uh, educated, mentally educated uh, in those days, and they lived in the earth of the Chaldeans. The Chaldeans, and of course, God said that Abraham was a Chaldean. And so, their interpretation of this first verse in Hannah prayed, it's different. It says, Hannah Prayed in the spirit of prophecy. <coughs> so let's take a look at these uh, at these eleven verses prophetically, because that's where you begin to get the Jews of the word of God. And said, "My heart rejoices in the Lord, my horn." Uh, it's a the horn here is a part of a woman's headdress in that culture. A woman would approach the Lord with her head covered. And uh, she rejoices my, in, my, in the Lord my horn, my salvation, my strength. He is, ex- is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over my enemies. Penny and I was one of them for years left and ridiculed her because I rejoice in your salvation. Now, Verse 10, she introduces Jesus. But let's get there. There is none holy as the Lord. In other words, she sees God as holy than anything else that exists in other gods. Holiness for Hannah makes up her heart. That's the first thing I want to tell you. This woman distinguished in her ministry by being Righteous, holy before God, for there is none beside you. The second reason is His absolute existence, for there is none beside you. Neither is there any rock like our God. He, she, she calls the Lord as a rock. She assigns to Him strength and power and glory. Talk no more so exceedingly proudly. Let no, not arrogance come out of her mouth, for the Lord is a God of knowledge and by Him actions are weighted. God judges all things in the light of His omnisciency, which signifies 
every type of knowledge, past, present, future, and so back, middle, and forward. So when you when you begin to look at the prophetic, and you have to do the the, 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 the passage of the three, you look to the preceding verse, you look what you're reading, then you look what the Scripture says forward in the future. And if the three are there, then you have a prophetic statement. And we've been dealing with that and explaining that to you. So, talk no more so exceedingly proudly. Let not arrogancy came out of my mouth, for the Lord is God of knowledge, and by Him actions are weighted. The bowels of the mighty men are broken, and they who stumble are girded with strength. Meaning, the working of the attributes of the deity tells that human events are not the result of a chance, but of God's direction. That America, for instance, is in a path these days to understand the will of God, and God will make America through and will bring it into conviction. Amen. There were full, they who, they who were full have hired of themselves for bread, but they who were hungry ceased. So the barren has borne seven, and she who has many children is waxed feeble. This is a referring to a Gentile church, but at the same time speaks about Hannah. And Hannah is saying that uh, I've been barren a long time, but the Lord opened my womb, and I have all kinds of children. Okay? All kinds of children. And the, the Lord began to bless her abundantly. He doesn't talk about Peninnah anymore, because she, she didn't have any more. The Bible does not say Peninnah had more children. But I believe the Bible says that, uh, that Hannah had children abundantly. Amen? Okay. Number six, the Lord kills and makes a life. He brings down to the grave and brings up. Meaning, He will exalt and He will correct, He will lift up and He will humble. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. It's Psalm, Psalm 75, 6, if you want to take a look. Psalm 75, 6. I don't know if you have it. Psalm 75, 6. For the promotion comes neither from the east nor from the west, not from the south. But God is the judge. He puts down one and sets up another. It's a very good scripture for you to keep in mind. Okay? He puts down one and sets up another. And that's really the scripture in its content. Okay? In its content is simply saying that He exalts and He humbles. And you have to allow the Lord to do that because... Our nature as human beings is to promote ourselves. And when that begins to be done by us, we have a false ceiling or a false sense of, of security. And suddenly it crashes down and it's completely destroyed. That opens the door for the devil to come in and call you a liar. So in order to know and how to serve the Lord in, in, in the way Hannah did, you simply do not promote you. Notice that she simply accepted Peninnah's accusations, went to the temple, and began to pray. She prayed for years on end. And the Lord remembered her. Now that, 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 that is how, how you build a ministry. Amen? All right. You hear me? Am I saying something here? Okay. He raised up the, the poor out of the dust. 
and lifts up the beggar from the dunghill to set him among princes and make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and he has set the world upon them. Oh, my goodness gracious. In other words, uh, the Lord rules and reigns powerfully over the circle of the earth. And, and uh, the poor out of the dust and the beggar out of the dunghill. That's a wonderful statement. He, he, he creates out of nothing that which He wants to create. Amen? He'll keep the feet of His saints, and the wicked shall be silent in darkness. For by strength shall no man prevail. By flesh no man shall prevail. Romans 8.1 By flesh there's no way to prevail. And I'm just telling you that that when there is a life dedicated to the Lord for prophetic purposes, then then it's also a, a time when you don't self-promote. Amen? Okay. The adversary of the Lord shall be broken in pieces, and heaven shall be thunder upon them. The Lord shall judge the ends of the earth, and he shall give strength unto his king, and exalt the horn of his anointed. Now, exalt the horn of his anointed is, is the Messiah, David's great son. This is the first time that the term his anointed is used in the Bible. It is referred to the Messiah. And even more especially is that Hannah used it. What a wonderful privilege to recognize without knowing that the one that uh, is going in the future to take care of all nations is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And uh, it's a wonderful thing. I don't have any minutes left over here. And Elkanah went to Ramalia, his house, and the child Samuel did minister unto the Lord before Eli the priest. And she went home without anybody, by herself, left her son in Shiloh, and went to Ramalia. Ah, Teddy, what a beautiful woman of God. The Lord bless you. See you tomorrow. Correndo e olhando para trás